The best way to predict the future is to invent it. Stephen Ambrose brings you up to speed on what the future holds as he explores the latest technology as it impacts our lives. Well, good morning and welcome to High FM. Here we are virtually locked down and uh, enjoying ourselves at home. If you're not cooking, you're Netflixing or something else of that sort. But we've got a a really interesting show today. I'm going to call it the Mythbusters show. There's so much stuff going on out there. There's so much time that people can spend online and reading and checking out Facebook and getting all anxious about a whole host of interesting things. Well, in my show a couple of weeks ago, I mentioned that, you know, there are a lot of new video conferencing apps that can help um, you Stay in touch, do your business, talk to your family and friends, talk to your next door neighbor for that matter, because again, you're not supposed to be out there and you're not allowed to get the lockdown blues. So you've got to stay in touch with people. You've got to talk to people. You've got to visit people virtually, of course, and there are lots of ways of doing it. But of course, the uh, fake news mill and the rumor mongering, and I actually don't understand why people get pleasure from spreading nonsense or hysteria, but things happen. And um, House Party was one of the apps. I still highly recommend House Party as a as a good app if you want to just get together with a whole bunch of your friends and spend some time together, answer some trivia, play some games, or just have a good old chat. It's clean, it's easy, it's available on all platforms, online, mobile, iOS, uh, Android, you name it. And it's just great fun. But what broke in the last couple of weeks was a huge um, scare or whatever you want to call it, saying that House Party has been hacked and everybody's uh, bank accounts and uh, eBay accounts and you name it were being leaked via the House Party app and people were getting hacked left, right and center. Well, I've done some serious investigation around that. And I can tell you now, everybody, please calm down. It is not true. What is happening? And this is where it gets super interesting and super scary for all of us. What is happening is that people tend to use the same password for everything. So you're using for house party, you use one, the same password for your bank. You use the same password for everything that you do online because it's so much easier to remember. And it really is such a hassle to write these down and remember all your passwords. So you use the same one for everything. And the net effect is that hack one, hack all, as the hackers call it. So if they get onto you, somehow you get log onto a compromised site, somehow a, a small shopping site or even a huge shopping site had been hacked a couple of years ago and you're still using the same password from a couple of years ago, um, that password gets spread on the dark web, gets spread on the internet, and um, guess what? Um, you get hacked and then all sorts of havoc plays out there. Simply put, do not use the same password for your online banking, for your online shopping, for your online anything. You should try to have a unique password for every single thing. And the best way to manage that is through a password management app. Um, our browsers do have certain amount built in. Um, there's no question that iOS offers you a password saving app which allows you to work quite well. There are a number on Android, but the one I like the best is called 1Password or Dashlane. They both have free options. 
but the paid option allows you to have multiple devices, your laptop, your office laptop, all your phones, you can all link them, and then your passwords are saved, your browsers, all saved across everything, and you can create massively complex, unique passwords that you don't actually have to remember. Then the only password you need to remember is the one for your app. So people, please don't panic about House Party. Don't panic about anything other than reusing your same password for everything all the time. Get a password app. Use um, If you're in the Apple ecosystem, use their built-in saver and just create a new password for everything. So we'll be back with a quick, uh, you know, straight after this quick shout-out from our sponsors, and we'll carry on with another myth that I'm going to bust for you straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And guess what? The biggest hysteria that is hitting the interwebs and the webs and the phones and the the video chats that we're all having with each other is 5G. Now, I'm a huge proponent of technology. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this show and you guys wouldn't be listening to this show. So 5G is not the problem. There's been a huge rumor floating around that 5G caused or causes COVID-19 or exacerbates the symptoms because of reasons. We won't go into that right now. We'll talk a little bit about the reasons in a few minutes. But because of reasons, 5G is now the cause of all sorts of havoc. First and foremost, this was hugely debunked by our rather uh, eloquent Minister of Health in the last couple of days. COVID-19 or the SARS virus that causes COVID-19 is a biological virus. It is created biologically, it is spread biologically, and nothing that technology does or should do or could do could help in the creation and the spread of this disease. So if anyone mentions it to you, shout fake news and report them or or just unfriend them or stop talking to them or whatever. It is without question one of the most pernicious, horrible, and useless um stories that is doing the rounds right now. 5G is simply an evolution of a system that we've all been using for years. 2G, 3G, 4G, now 5G are simply a a technology that's used in mobile telecommunications, has been used for for years and years and years. And every time there's a new step in the technology, when iBurst was around, there was huge hoo-ha around how iBurst was causing cancer and headaches and skin rashes and plants to die and whatnot. The same hysteria was spread when 4G was released, that the high frequencies and the power and the, you name it, every type of conspiracy theory and nonsense theory was spread. Simply, simply, simply put, 5G radio waves cannot create or in any way cause any form of diseases. Multiple tests have been done by bodies across the world and similar to the anti-vaxxer type hysteria that's heading around. It's very hard to, to refute anecdotal evidence from people, but the simple technical evidence is clear and very, very, very certain. The only thing that can cause trouble in terms of microwave energy, radio wave energy is power. Right now, 
all broadcasts for radio, television, mobile, is something called non-ionizing radiation. So the horrible word radiation that's being banded about by everybody is meaningless. Radio waves, which have been going for hundreds of years, well, a hundred years or so now, FM radio, AM radio, shortwave radio, you name it, have never caused any known human problems at, at this stage. There's no science to back it up whatsoever. 3G, 4G, now 5G radio waves are simply radio waves. The technology behind the radio waves has advanced in leaps and bounds. So, for example, 3G used to use X amount of spectrum to transmit X amount of voice and data. 4G using very smart technological advancements in both hardware, algorithms, and software created an environment where you could transmit data far faster on the same radio waves as 3G. You could transmit more data faster and do more things because it now moved from analog to digital that was being transmitted on those radio waves. 5G simply takes the 4G to the next level in that regard using really smart technology, smart use of antennas on exactly the same radio waves. Some of them are different, but essentially they're all in the non-ionizing space. They all have no impact on human health. And the fact that 5G is infinitely faster than 4G doesn't mean that they're using stronger waves or doing anything more than was done in the past. So because none of us sprouted extra antenna or, you know, fell over every time we walked past a cell phone tower that had 4G simply means that 5G absolutely has no further impact. It's been tested every which way from Sunday and 5G cannot, does not, will not cause any more problems than 4G currently in the market as, as we speak. So truly, I've spoken to so many people who've had problems or who have concerns around it. The 5G hysteria is, is building. People hate change. I don't understand it, but being a technological early adopter myself, it really is not a big problem for me. But the simple fact is that there is no need. There's so many things to worry about in the world. There's so many challenges that we have to deal with in our day-to-day lives. Worrying about... 5G and the myth that 5G is 10,000 times stronger. It might be 10,000 times faster, but it's not stronger. The maximum frequency, the maximum power that can be transmitted is in the region of 100 milliwatts. Um, we're talking about a microwave, which funny enough uses uh, radio frequency waves to heat up your favorite cup of coffee or your, your muffin or whatever it is is 10,000 times more powerful than the average cell phone signal. So if you want to stick your head in the microwave, that's a different story. But you are definitely not going to get any problem by putting a a phone next to your ear, by standing near a, a cell phone tower. By having a tower even in the backyard, there's the chances of any issues um, around that space are absolutely zero. I mean, I've even heard madness like uh, the world is building a global microwave oven using 5G. 5G has actually been running for up to two years in certain countries and not one single report of problems. So honestly, if ever there was a myth that needs serious, serious debunking, 5G does not cause anything. It does certainly does not cause corona. It cannot cause any further human damage than any other radio wave, which has been tested for 10, 15 years now. And some radio waves like FM transmitters 
um, have been running for a hundred years. So really and truly, let's all worry about much more important things than worrying about 5G. What we can do is look forward to 5G. Vodacom are rolling it out. Um, MTN will be following quite soon. Rain already are selling it. I'm using it. In fact, I'm talking to you on 5G right now using the Rain network. And all things seem to be working just fine. Well, we'll be back straight after our quick advert with a really, really interesting chat with Ian Bassarabia and the future of work and technology in working at home in our Tech Talk Cafe segment straight after this. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, good uh, good morning and welcome to Ian Bessarabia. And Ian is a, um, sorry, I'm just reading <laughs> what we're doing here. It's just a little crazy out there, what can I say? Um, and what we are discussing with Ian, essentially, is working from home, how technology is facilitating it. How we're using technology, that's my game, the technology side of things. But I think what happens is working from home creates challenges and problems all of, all of its own, and these are the sorts of things that we need to discuss. So, Ian, welcome to the show, and let's kick this off. Just give us a quick sort of background of, of what it is that you do and um, how this can help us get through this crazy time that we're all living in right now. Morning, Stephen. Thank you for the opportunity to join you on your show. Um, it's becoming very common for me to be sitting on either conference calls or radio shows or webinars. It's, it's quite exciting. So a little bit of background on what I do. So I'm a, what I call an experienced coach and I work with individuals and I assist them to become a better version of themselves. And what that means is I help them to take them on a journey of understanding the importance of emotional intelligence, and I link that back to workplaces of the future. So I have an awesome playground to work with at the moment. There's no question about that. I mean, just the topic of the workplace of the future is a a massive, massive topic because technology has essentially upended the world. It's changed the way we interact. It's changed the way we work. It's changed society on a very broad and fundamental level and obviously it has a massive impact on the future of work because you know we've seen the impact of this with with for example whenever there was a blackout through the load shedding that uh, ESCOM inflicted on us over the last couple of years when the power went down people went home they could not work they could not continue with what they were doing and Offices essentially shut, productivity dropped enormously, and the impact of that, not only on the people, but the impact of that on the businesses is massive. So here we are all in a forced lockdown. We're all using the Skypes and the Zooms and the you name it to talk to each other, and it brings with it massive I think productivity gains. I've never been busier than in the last week, but there's also a slightly I wouldn't call it dark side, but there's a downside to all this focus and not running around and hopping in your car and getting breaks. And I think that is what the major challenge is. So how would you, taking all of this into account, how would you recommend people deal with this new way of working and still maintain a balance between, you know, staying healthy, staying, you know, well over this period? Stephen, since since you're, 
on the topic today of, of myth busting, I'm going to add mine from the side. And Absolutely. the one thing I want to, yeah, I want, I want to tell the listeners that working from home isn't for everyone. So I think we need to be very careful that, that we don't try and push everything and say, this is the future that's not going to change. Because as you say, um, from a health perspective and from a human nature perspective, it's not sustainable. However, right now, it's something for nearly everybody because of the lockdown. And the lockdown um, has put us in a situation as a test run of the work-at-home life. So some people may find out it's everything they dreamed of, or people may decide that office life is for them. Either way, what I'm going to share with you should make the transition to an unexpected remote worker easier. So, so I think first and foremost, I don't want to be the preacher that says everybody has to like working from home. But I think because we don't have the choice, let's discuss um, some of the kind of tips and tricks of getting it right. So my first one, Stephen, is, is very much stick with the routine. Now, now, everybody says to me, why do you hop on about sticking with the routine? Now, if you're in Johannesburg today and you look outside, it is probably one of the nicest days just to curl up in bed and watch Netflix the whole day. Absolutely. Am I right, Stephen? Absolutely. It's a day if there ever was one. Absolutely. So the, 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 the tendency for us or the temptation, I should say, for us to want to do that is, is greater than anything in the world. And because we don't have to go somewhere because we can't, we, we simply could turn over for those extra five minutes. So I think the most important thing is make sure you establish and stick with the routine. Now, that may mean that you have to change your routine slightly because you're not having to take kids to school. You're not having to navigate through um, traffic lights that are out of order or traffic. But as an example, if you take a 10 a.m. coffee break, keep that up. And if nothing else, you won't feel sluggish and cranky because you didn't get your caffeine fix. So, um, if your coffee, if your coffee break includes hanging out with your coworkers, so I know that um, in 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 my previous life when I worked in the, worked in the corporate world, we used to actually go to a coffee shop downstairs at ten o'clock and we used to catch up. Now, working remotely doesn't have to mean enjoying it alone and sitting in front of your emails. Um, you were speaking about video tools, video conferencing tools and chat tools and all of that. There are so many around. So why don't you make a point of having a virtual coffee break with what I would call your usual crew and get caught up on all the things you usually would. So don't say, well, because I'm sitting at home, I have to be isolated from my friends. You can still very much have that conversation and keep it, keep it to the time you would normally at work. So if you have a half an hour coffee break, Make it a half an hour. You can't do it the whole day. So that would be my first thing is make sure you're sticking to a routine. That actually makes a lot of sense because get up in the morning, do your usual morning routine, and instead of driving to the office, have an extra cup of coffee and then sit down at your desk and do the work that you need to do. Uh, absolutely. And and I think that's that's the one way that you can ease into it because it doesn't – it's not like this rapid change where you're now all of a sudden – thrown into something and another thing that you also have to accept on the same side that we're saying that you need to stick with a routine is you need to be flexible because with every other aspect of our lives right now um, I'm just looking around my own um, family circle how 
we're we're grappling, well not grappling, but we're being very creative in terms of how we're planning for Pesach as an example. So working from home requires flexibility as well. So we've most of us that I know, if you've got kids at home, you may not be able to work your regular nine to five hours. But but that's okay. And and that's where responsibility and accountability on your part, on the individual's part comes in. Because part of the beauty of working at home is that you have everything you need at your fingertips. So if nine to five isn't working that day, sign out, just check in with your, and, and, and that's an important thing while I'm mentioning this, is over communicate if you have to. Tell your colleagues where you are. Tell them, I've got a child that I'm going to do an hour of homework with, so I won't be available from 10 to 11. Just check in. It's very important. And take and a break. chip in there, I just wanted to Absolutely. make a point here around technology. I have specifically blocked hours out and times out in my diary. Normally, you get up from your desk, you walk downstairs to have lunch, and you don't actually block it out in your diary. But what I've done Every day from two, from one to two, I block that hour out. I cannot be reached. I'm unavailable on Teams. Mm. I'm not around. And I think using technology to create Absolutely. that routine or assist in the routine using alarms and whatever probably makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, Stephen. And and I know that in the past people um, have been very reluctant to use the so-called share your calendar. I remember when I asked somebody if they could share their calendar, they took great offense to it. It was like almost I wanted to pry into their personal life. But as you said, technology has the ability where you can block stuff up but not revealing um, what you're actually doing. So you don't have to say blocked because I'm having lunch. It will just show that you're unavailable. And I would encourage us, I support you in that, that I would encourage listeners to, to make use of your calendars to help you also, um, to schedule time, to, to, to give times and options to people. So there's very cool tools out there. And Stephen, you probably know more of them than I do where you can actually give people a link where they can request a time or select a time in, in your calendar. So instead of having this to and fro of when are you available and what time are you available? Be proactive and send out a link to a person and say, these are my available slots. Please pick one. Exactly. And I mean, that's the one thing that technology allows us to do is to actually structure our day in advance, weeks in advance mm. for that matter, and create okay. recurring breaks and times. Because the danger, and I found this, is that you go back-to-back video conferencing. It sounds like mm. nothing. You're at home. Um, you're sipping your cup of coffee. You're feeling all comfy. But the intensity of talking on a video conference hour after hour with no break can get to you and it can actually make you less productive and burn you out. A number of people I've spoken to seem to have hit a bit of a slump after a week of this intensity, including myself for that matter. There we are. I'm sharing on air. But Absolutely. It has I'm, I'm going to upfront you. I'm going to upfront with you as well is that I've – Actually, I get my wife and my kids to call me. I'm very fortunate that I have a, a separate space where I work outside of my, my, my house, but my kids and my wife will come and call me and say, work's over, it's time for dinner. And that's when I leave my office. I don't come back in the evening because otherwise I would probably end up spending the whole night here because you don't have those kind of um, reminders, oh my gosh, I've got to get into traffic or I've got to fetch my kid from school. So it's very important, as you say, to take time out of these things. Stephen, one other thing I want to share with the listeners, which I think is also very opportune at this time, and I would really encourage um, listeners to go out there, is there is an amazing amount of 
conferences that that used to, and when I say used to, it almost sounds like I, I said on on a call. <laughs> like I, I said on a days. call. Yeah, like the good old days. I, I said on a call the other day, and everyone thought it was really funny. I said, "Yeah, BC, you know, before Corona, you know, so B, so <laughs> well, there will BC, be a distinct BC type element coming in the future of work down the road, but maybe for another another chat some other day." Absolutely, but. And, and you would know this, Dean, because I know you travel a lot and you attend a lot of conferences, but a lot of these conferences were very prohibitive in the sense that they, first of all, were outside of South Africa, so you had to get to them, which was a mission, but it also was costly, and it also wasn't cheap to um, attend these events. But what I'm finding more and more is that there is a need for companies to still continue with these events, but I think that at the moment they're grappling with the um, with the way in which to charge people for it. So the nice thing about it for now, and that's why I'm saying I think we've got a limited window, is these events are free. And sometimes by just, even if you can't attend it during the day because it clashes with a meeting, you usually get sent a link to a recording afterwards. And that's what I typically do in the evenings is I'll catch up on a, on a, an event or a, or a, um, a conference or a webinar. There is so much out there, and this is such a great opportunity to attend these events that you probably wouldn't have got permission to attend because it would have been costly. But secondly, you also have the time. That's an absolutely excellent idea. I must admit, in, in whatever field you're in, the amount of, certainly in the technology field, the amount of conferences that have gone virtual, online, and open to anybody is absolutely massive. So whatever my advice to listeners right now is whatever field that you operate in, whatever your interests are, just do a quick Google search for uh, webinars, video conferences, virtual conferences, you name it, and you will probably find that there's more than you could ever. In fact, the 21 days lockdown would be too short to cover all the stuff that you need to cover and the amount of stuff that you could see or learn. So on a totally positive note, spending time in front of your computer may, or your iPad or your laptop or whatever may actually be the biggest learning experience of your life because it's free, as you said. It's, there's no cost of travel, and you can see exactly the same content you would have seen in this fancy uh, uh, room in Las Vegas. In fact, I've seen that Las Vegas has turned into a ghost town. It used to be the biggest yeah. conference Certainly in the technology space, the biggest conference venue in the world. So, Absolutely. brilliant, brilliant suggestion. Right, and then and then the last one, and, and I'm, I hope I'm not taking any of your thunder away. But um, at the moment, not at all. I've, thunder I've away. Been, go, cool. I've been finding also that that the technology companies, the the companies like like Apple and Google and even Zoom and that are being very accommodating in the sense where they're making software available more on like a trial basis. So if you if you wanted to try out some software and there was never previously a trial, like I'll give you an example. There's a fantastic video editing um, software which is which is very expensive and, and usually out of the hand of most people's. It's called uh, Final Cut Pro. I don't know if you're familiar with that, Stephen. It's a oh, very sophisticated. Absolutely. Yeah. It's one of the um, best, and most pros use it. Absolutely. And you can get it now in an 90-day trial from, from, from Apple. And then the other one that I, that I picked up was, is also for, for the budding DJs and, and musicians out there is there's um, Logic Pro X, which is, is kind of, if you know GarageBand from, um, from Max, 
that's like the the big brother so so that's really also and that's also now that was never ever available on a on a on a free trial so you kind of had to either know someone who had it to experience it or you had to um, kind of buy the package. So those are like examples of them, but there are many more out there. I know Zoom is an example. Um, on the free contracts with Zoom, um, you could only host um, a group meeting of 40 minutes or less, and they have taken that restriction away. So I would encourage, if you're going to spend some time in front of your computers, go and look for, as they call the specials, and take advantage. You can probably, for at least the next three months, get a lot of access to software which was prohibitive in the past because of the cost. That's an abs- absolutely. I mean, I've been using a whole host of them. I discover them all the day. And in fact, all you listeners out there, I will share as many as I can over the next couple of weeks just to keep us all in touch. But sorry, Ian, can you believe tw- mm. 20 minutes is almost gone? We just wow. need to wrap this up. But the last little thing I want to ask you is that if you're finding that you're becoming a little too wrapped up in the work from home or a little bit mm. stressed, what what, do you, what would you recommend the best thing to do for for most of us is? And I mean, well, I know you're not a psychologist, but just no, from a general yeah. work point of view. So, so funny enough, I, I I am a trained counselor and I'm a, a coach, so I kind of I'm not I'm not as good as the psychologists out there, but I certainly have a I certainly have a good tap on the on the mind sense of it. But what what I would say is you're not alone. And, and, and that's the most important thing. And as ironic as that may sound is that um, a lot of people are apprehensive of, of trying out something. I would say rather be, um, inquisitive and, and be a little bit like kind of brazen, have some courage to try out a new piece of technology. And as an example, the other day I set up an open zoom call just for people to log in and have a Q and A. There was no topic. There was nothing. And I had like five or six people that just joined and we had a chit chat. So what I would say is if you're getting caught up and you're, you're apprehensive, ask people. There are so many people out there that are willing to help because they know that the more people they help, the more successful business is going to be in the future. So I would say don't feel alone. Reach out and, and ask for help. Excellent advice. Well, listen in on Ian. He's often on the show in the morning on the drive show. So. Stay tuned, but thanks for, for sharing and thanks for, you know, being on the show with me today. We'll chat soon. You're most welcome. Thank you, Stephen. Take care. You too. Ciao. Bye. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back and thanks again, Ian, for a fascinating insight into what we need to do to stay a little bit sane and how to maximize our work from home environment. But now I have a quick uh, live read that I want to share with you guys. And if you live alone, especially during the next 21 days, well, slightly less now, thank goodness, then you need to know about the HiFM helpline check-in service. Our counselors will call you on a regular basis to check in and make sure you're okay. It's available to anyone of any age who feels the need for it. So if you feel that you would like us to just assist in that way, make contact with us by calling the helpline on 800-24-2436, on 0800, excuse me. So it's 0800-24-2436. Call that number and we'll assist. Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of serving the community. And that's anybody who listens right now. So 
If you're feeling a little lonely, just dial 0800-242436 and one of our trained counselors will contact you and just have a little update of how you're dealing with the lockdown as we go ahead. Now, moving on to more technology news. Obviously, this is the time that I normally play or review one of my gadgets that I've got, but with the lockdown and with what's been going on, review gadgets and devices are a little bit scarce. But one company bravely launched their newest device in the last week, and that, in fact, on the eve of the lockdown last Thursday, um, and that's Huawei. Now, Huawei, as you may or may not be aware, but most people are, has had a rather rocky ride since May 2019. America um, shut down their ability to buy a whole lot of American technology and essentially shut them out of the supply chain of anything American, including Android, which is supplied by Google, and that has created an enormous issue. All their new devices post the P30 and P30 series cannot run the full Google suite or on, on Android. Now, the new P40 Pro was released with Android 10, which is the latest version of Android, but only the open source version of Android. But just to wrap up the whole story, I don't want to get too much. I'll have a, I'll have more reviews when the lockdown's down and I actually get my hands on some of these devices. The, the good news is that the new P40 Pro and Pro Series, they're three in the range. Two of them will be released fairly soon in South Africa. And from the initial reports, those who have had a chance to play with the device and, and, and review it um, have been really, really very, very positive about, once again, the camera. Many people have noted that the camera bump on the back of the P40 Pro is a bit of an eyesore, but it, it mimics and looks very similar to the one that's available on the Samsung um, S20 range. But essentially, they have knocked it out of the park again, along with Leica, with some of the best cameras on the market. What Huawei has done to try to obviate the issue, and I mean, it's a huge glaring issue not having the uh, Android or the Google system on the on the phone at all, um, is come up with their own thing called Huawei Mobile Services as opposed to Google Mobile Services, GMS. So you might hear a lot about something called HMS. And HMS is a set of services that mimic and recreate all the services that Google have have supplied through the GMS service. Um, and what that is, is things like mapping, things like uh, AR, VR, all the basic services that you think positioning, you name it, phone calls, all of that stuff that are not included in the basic uh, package of Android are now included through the HMS system. And I must tell you that I've got some Huawei phones that I've been checking out the HMS setup on, and for the most part, everything works pretty much the same as Google. So if you pick up an Android phone from Huawei that does not have any Google services on it, you won't notice the difference immediately. The biggest challenge that they are going to have is that the Google App Store, or the, 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 the store that has got all the apps and all the apps that are created for it, are one of the major selling points of Google. There are millions upon millions of apps for absolutely everything that you could ever imagine on the App Store. Now, Google services that we all use and love, like Gmail and mapping and you name it, are still available on the on the phones in some way, way, shape or form. Even Waze is available 
in some way. But they've had to do this in a, a somewhat different and difficult way by giving you links to external files that you can install. And for the most part, everyone I've spoken to are really scared to do that. They're going to struggle with it. So the only challenge that I think, not only, and it's a huge challenge that Huawei are going to have, the hardware is standout. The screen is amazing. The build quality, as usual, is good. The cameras are spectacular, but the glaring elephant in the room will simply be the fact that there are no no Google mobile services, no Google apps, and you will probably find that you'll have to adjust the way that you work with a phone, and a number of apps will just simply never be available. So be, bear that in mind at pricing that matches other flagships from Samsung and Apple, I think for the most part, it will be a huge problem for people to part with the same money as an Apple or Samsung phone or many other slightly less expensive Chinese products that have the full uh, Google services. It will be a, a real problem for, for many. And for myself, I just cannot feel comfortable to recommend a flagship Huawei phone with these type of restrictions right now. The fact is, Huawei have come so far in such a short period of time, they may very well catch up or even match what's going on in Google services in the next year or two. But right now, there's major, major, major issues around some of the products and some of the apps that we all love and enjoy. And the way that these apps install, the way that these apps update is a little bit of a challenge. So why bother for now? But uh, pity, because the P40 Pro has amazing hardware and the P40 Max or Pro Max is even better. So I think we are definitely, definitely uh, seeing a, a shift. But for now, I think we should all sit back and wait and see how Huawei deal with this going forward. Now, um, I can see that we are running out of time really quickly. We're going to have a quick ad break. And then I'll be back to wrap this show up with one or two last little um News items that I think will affect us because data has fallen and it's fallen from this month. This is Tech Talk with Stephen Ambrose on 101.9 High FM. Well, welcome back. And I'm sure a couple of us have been struggling a little with what's been going on. Once again, two undersea cables, both the SAT3 and the WAX cable, as of last Friday, went down and the Internet, certainly the international component of the internet has been a real challenge. Well, the lessons learned in the last break, which was in February, certainly have um, helped the ISPs and the various people that we work with to react perhaps a little faster. So for the most part, many people didn't struggle much with international connectivity. But because of the coronavirus issues and the fact that we're all on lockdown and people are streaming and spending far more time on the internet than they have in the past, there was a lot of congestion. The cables, the wax cable, should be up and running basically by the latest tomorrow, which is brilliant. It's a couple of days ahead of of schedule. And the SAT3 cable apparently has been rectified and is up and running as we speak. So the good news for the weekend, not that the weekend makes any difference. All these days tend to blur unless, as Ian said, you need to keep your routine going. So keep the weekend the weekend. Don't work right through. But um, you will be able to stream all your, your products, all your international your shows and everything going forward. So the good news is that the cables should be up and running in full, if not today, but the latest tomorrow afternoon. The other good news on that space is that many ISPs, if you've got fiber, 
are increasing or doubling your your speed and removing a couple of the restrictions around caps. I know Vox Telecom have done that in ADSL. They've tripled your cap and removed all sorts of fair usage policies and whatnot just to keep you going if you're still on ADSL. And the other good news, um, and that's really something that has been in the news of late, is that Vodacom have also dropped their prices along <clears throat> along with uh, MTN from April. Now, mid-April is when MTN will kick in with their, their pricing drops, which is pretty much in two weeks' time, but I think some of them already dropped right now. I'll, I haven't checked that, but I, I do believe they have. But, but Vodacom announced their whole new price bundles, and some of their bundles, especially the smaller bundles like the 50 meg, the 150 meg, and the 325 meg bundles, so essentially the 500 meg bundles and below have dropped from in, an, in a region of from 20% on a 500 meg bundle down to 40% on a 50 meg bundle. So 12 rand for a 50 meg bundle is not a lot of money, but it depends on you know, who you are and what you earn. And 50 meg can make the difference between doing your banking, getting some information that you need, or doing nothing. So I think it's a pretty significant drop. A one gig bundle is dropped by 34% down to 99 Rand, which now matches MTN, matches Telcom, and pretty much matches Cell uh, C. So the, the sort of benchmark price for a gig of data is in the region of 99 Rand. Some are even cheaper than that. The deals that you can get down to 69 or 79 Rand. So as usual in life, shop around. But if you're a Vodacom subscriber um, or, or user, you'll find that data gets significantly cheaper. And they're even up to their big 20 gig bundle, which is now down to 699, um, there's been a 31% drop. So all you stay at home workers on that are using your MTN or Vodacom bundles, um, are going to find that your prices have dropped dramatically. And the, the speeds are increasing for the next two months. I must admit that most of the telecommunication providers are assisting us to work from home, not running out of, not run out of data, stay in touch. So be safe, everyone. Enjoy uh, your time at home with your families. Try not to get too much cabin fever. Do marathons in your gardens like one lady that I know did. Crazy, crazy. Imagine running a marathon in your garden around the pool. Ruin the lawn, but let's not go there. Uh, use technology to stay in touch. Watch all those webinars and conferences that you've missed out on. Learn, listen, share, and have coffee breaks on house party. So I think that's just a brilliant idea. You can all there play trivia and sip a cup of coffee and get back to your work thereafter with a clearer mind. So that's all from me today. Listening in again next Thursday, we'll talk some more. We'll try to figure out some more stuff that we can, you know, use technology for to keep us sane during this crazy lockdown. And next week will be almost the end. So there you go. That's how quickly time flies. Thanks for joining and we'll chat again soon. This is Stephen Ambrose for Tech Talk right here on High FM.